This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> some of my nearest and dearest friends in the building 130 yeah 130 wow man that's huge Pause. i know right congrats though can we stop doing that like no. we all we're all straight men like even if you're not no disrespect to like anybody that's on the other side i <laughs> that's I on the stop. other side though well yeah like on the other side of like street like no disrespect to them no nah, no disrespect it's all good uh i got my man jeremy on the boards and on the mic yo uh, i got my man joey in the building Providing support and on the mic. Yo. Uh, obviously, I got my man Darren on uh, the mic as well. What's popping? So, uh, wanted to run through a couple of topics. Let's today. get it. Let's get it. Uh, first topic. Let me know how you feel about this. Do old friends or let's say significant others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still owe you loyalty once your relationship is done? Elaborate on that. Uh ex-girlfriend of yours mm-hmm. uh has obviously various like things that they know about you mm-hmm. should they then tell like non-flattering things to other people about you once your relationship is done i think it's really it's the person like how is their integrity how how much do you feel like they might feel scorned from the situation um i would hope that the loyalty would always be there because i'll just turn the other way and won't even speak about, you know but that's me i think not all people are like that some people will throw you underneath the bus even if they ain't talked to you in 10 years because they hold on the grudges so i recently saw a clip of a podcast that was done um, about Michael Jordan's life. Sure. And they interviewed Charles Barkley for this. Okay. He talked about the nature of their friendship mm-hmm. and sort of their beef and where things went. We've never heard Michael Jordan say a bad thing about Charles Barkley. Right. On the flip side, I've never heard Charles Barkley say a bad thing about Michael Jordan. He talked about Michael Jordan, the basketball executive, of not course. the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it- with us knowing for a fact that his ex-wife had him followed by private investigator for years with however many women that he dealt with, we never heard Charles drop the, you know what I'm saying, to talk about the things that he'd done. Well, just if we speak about that clearly, um, I feel like Charles is asked to do a job, right? His job is to be an analyst. Okay. He talks about basketball, he's very good at it. If you're asking that man to do his job, and to do it the proper way, then I feel like what he said about Michael Jordan doesn't say anything about Michael Jordan, the person. He solely talked about Jordan be, being the executive, maybe not having the right people around him, but not him as the person. He never say, oh, Jordan gambles too much, and all oh, he didn't do that. He still considered him a friend up until that point, which is why he only talked about that. 
he still considers him a friend, honestly. Exactly. I think in that situation, you have to be able to differentiate the business side, which is what he was talking about, as opposed to the personal side. So if we just keep it personal, right? Um, one of the things that stood out was that the interviewer asked him, could you guys reconcile? Why haven't you given him a call? Right. So if you had a situation like that where, God forbid, there's somebody that you were close with, you were no longer close, would you reach out and talk to that person after they did something that you felt like wronged you? But it wasn't like real beef where, you know, you can tell when shit is different, when somebody does something malicious to you versus, nah, I won't really agree. Mm, sure. I feel like if you truly want to salvage whatever the situation is, then go ahead. But there's some situations in which you have to look at the growth. Maybe you just outgrew that person. Maybe they outgrew you. Maybe you guys outgrew each other. And that's maybe a relationship. Maybe that's a, a friendship. But there's growth in everything that we do. Mm, okay. I was not expecting that. Um, I think about myself and... I had a really good friend in my life who we had a falling out. True. Really, the falling out was communication based, and it wasn't like anybody ever did anything malicious to each other. And so, when I would listen to Charles Barkley, mm. that story honestly hit home um, because I thought about that same situation in my life. And I sort of felt like Charles did, where it's like, bro, I ain't do nothing. And me hitting you up would be me admitting that I've been wrong about something, and I don't want to do that. And ultimately speaking, like somebody has to be the bigger person, but I don't want it to be me. But Not see, on this time. Like, but, but that, that, I think that's where we fall victim at. Absolutely. Being, Old people fall out all the time. That's what I'm saying. Being the bigger person. I don't know. I don't know about that. We all want to be the bigger person in every situation that we're in, right? No, we don't. No, 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 no. Listen, we all want to be the bigger person, whether we do it or not. Is what I'm saying. You all would be like, all right, well, yeah, damn. It's something because there's something we all could have done to make the situation better. I'm sure in that situation, there's something you might have been able to do to make the situation better. Whether you chose to do it or not is up to you. So therefore, you might have wanted to be the bigger person, but did it call for you to be the bigger person? Because not every situation calls for you to be the bigger person. Sometimes you just, maybe you guys were already outgrowing each other. Now you preaching. So if we're talking about outgrowing a person, I think that's different from having sort of conflict, right? Like I have friends from my childhood who mm -hmm. we are absolutely not the same level of friends. Like my childhood best friends, like, you know, I don't speak to them, but when I see them, it's all love. It's like, yo, it's good to see you. I'm smiling, I'm happy. You know, we give them the bro hug, the dap, whatever. And it's cool, we talk about something, we all say the same fake bullshit, like, yo, like, I'ma hit you. We don't really do that because mm -hmm. we're not in each other's lives. But, like, there's no love lost. Versus, yeah. like, I think people who have been in my life historically for, like, let's say, like, the latter part or the greater part of my adult life, it feels different when they're not there. So, like, do I wanna then reintroduce you to my life given what it is now, especially if I have to say that I'm the bigger person? Yeah, what do you, what do you owe to somebody, though? Right? Like, I, I'm saying, like, there, there's people that, there's pants I had as a child that that shit just don't fit me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you owe someone 
to keep them around. You don't. I don't. So, like, to me, like, when you say that you outgrow people, it's like, yeah, I think you also learn how to protect your energy and, like, what, what you need to succeed. Or at least that, that's the way that I look at it. And people don't always fit into that. But what does protecting your energy mean? And, I, like, I ask that to you specifically because I think a lot of times we use that as a catch-all. Like, I don't want to deal with this situation, so I want to protect my energy. Like... I mean, like, there, there's... So, like, when I look at what's happened over the last three years, I, I grew up with people that, uh, you know, have a wide range of views on things, right? And if, if you come at a situation from he had a bad rap sheet, like, that, I can't even begin to have a conversation with you. And so to me, it's like, I, I don't entertain sharing that at my energy in my life with people that, like, kind of come from that angle. So, I, my, so my question is, like, what do, you, what do you owe to people that, like, you should keep them in your life? I don't think you owe anybody anything from that sense. I think that what do you, what what is valuable to you, right? I look at myself. Time, people, money, probably in that order. Time is something I can absolutely not get back. People, again, that's something that I can absolutely not get back. Something happens to somebody that I care about, whether we're speaking or not, that shit's still going to hurt. You don't want to see any of the people who have had significantly positive impacts in your life have bad things happen to them, even though we know that they do. So I think it, it comes down to that for me. Like, we don't have to speak on something, but like, do I wish the, the worst of you? Of course not. Does that mean that to your point that I wanna allow you to come back in my life? If that means that I have to be the person to like put the energy out to get you back, that's when we start talking. And I think that's the real conversation for me. I'm not always prepared to be that way. Now, if I fuck up with my girl, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, if I gotta crawl on bended knee to make that right, okay, cool. But maybe my girl pissed me off one of these times and I'm gonna say like, you know what? I'm standing firm, fam. I'm not apologizing, I didn't do shit. Then I'm gonna be crying like Martin, like, oh Jeezy, trying to get her back because I tried to hold this thing. All of those things happen. I guess it's just, it depends on the relationship. Of course. If the person is far removed from your life by that point, are you really gonna care about whether y'all rekindle the friendship? Because let's say they in your situation, right? Maybe the 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 idea was to sabotage something, right? So if that's the I don't know, because I kind of I kind of look at loyalty a little a little different. But if that is the situation, it's no coming back from that. Here's my thing on loyalty. I don't care if I if I ever beef with anybody that's in this room, I am never going to speak ill of you in crowds but, or to people because like that's my version of loyalty. But we don't have to be cool at all. But anymore. but but like I said, bro, that's your that's built upon your loyalty, your integrity, and the whatever you hold within for yourself. That's not everybody. Agree. Some people are like, fuck that nigga. We not but friends. that's the problem, though. We can't always expect people to act like us. There you go. Yeah, you can't expect you from other people. Yeah. And I think anytime you do that, but they also can't get mad girl. when you pull a pull a I, them on them. Yeah, when I pull a you on you. That's real. Yeah. You, you feel me though? Like seriously, like that's real. It gets weird sometimes, bro. It really does. You know, you expect loyalty from certain people, and you might not always get it. But I think again, it it depends on what we consider loyalty, right? Joel Santana said the illest thing that I thought that I'd heard. 
and I don't really quote him often, especially now, like outside of his rap career. But what yeah. he said was, there's a thin line between loyalty and stupidity. And when I heard him say that, a lot of times we hold on to things for people for various reasons or we think that we owe people stuff because of different things that they've done in our lives. As long as you're not negatively impacting me, again, like I'm not gonna be that person where I come at you sideways. I have difficulty with this because it's like, I think we all have had people that we thought were gonna be loyal and then they weren't. And we also have had people that we maybe fell out with and we're not even thinking about that person anymore and then you find out like, damn, that person was, they said some some, some grimy shit. And maybe you, it might make you wanna go pull up on them or whatever the case might be, but it's like, what are you getting out of the situation? Nah, at this point we're too old to really fight, right? Like, it's one thing if somebody physically assaults us, like, I ain't gonna be no bitch. I'm gonna say that to the camera. Big facts. But it's another thing for me to like need to run up on you and then like physically accost you because of something you said. Like nobody's doing that at our age. We got way too much to lose. I'm gonna speak for myself. Like I know I do. Like I'm not gonna jeopardize my freedom, uh, whatever money that I have, my relationships with other people just to catch somebody a fade because of something stupid you said. Yeah. Sure. Then there's some 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 situation somebody you just gotta catch the fade. Yeah, that's if you if I feel threatened. Oh lord. Like I could just tell by the look on his face, he's about to say something crazy. Jay Jay once said, "I'm from where hammers rung, loose cameras never come. You and your man hung in every verse in your rhyme. Like sometimes you just gotta let people hang themselves on the things they say. You know what I'm saying? Like people bring that energy into your life. That part. You, you right. Gotta, you gotta let them rock with with, with with the energy that they brought into the room. You know what I mean? I was really expecting that to go way worse. I I'm was gonna, too. That. Clap it up for bro. Thanks, right. guys. But he's right though. Sometimes you gotta let people be their own demise, and that's it. I'm really proud of you. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you, you hey, you I know, give him the rope and let them hang themselves. You know what that is? It's growth. It's well, growth. he also got the book that I gave him, so it helps. What, what book? Oh, he's reading that straight out of Dakota. Oh, yeah. He ain't got those bars memorized. Yeah, I was gonna say he ain't got those bars memorized. He's like he's not us on this, like. But I, I appreciate the reference. You, you didn't know that was a J-Line? Oh, yeah, I knew it was. Nah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we J-Fanatics over here. You better know that. Um, Let's hop into topic two. Uh, that was Mossy, right? No. What was it? We'll hop into topic two. Like, man, we got to talk, bro. Like, you, you losing your you losing your New York Yankee fitted. Bro, I don't want to have a New York Yankee fitted, bro. Okay, here's a question I have for you, right? Is quality content enough of a reason for somebody that's on top to stay on top? And I'll give you an example. I, do. I sort of like took three. Chris Brown had what I thought was a pretty solid album. By and large, people aren't listening to it, right? Okay. So he's on the internet like spazzing, doing Chris Brown things because he's like, yo, this shit's dope, like fuck with me and nobody's really listening. Um, Facebook, Instagram, all of the things that are under meta are no longer the dominant social media thing out here. Okay. All of the kids like TikTok. All of the adults, frankly, are learning things from TikTok. But if I see another person saying, yo, there's this cool thing to do in DC, we've already done that shit. 
I wish that shit would get the fuck out of my feed. I'm tired of cameras all in my face, but I digress. The third thing that I was thinking, everybody two years ago told me that Peloton was the hot shit. Everybody wanted a bike. Still is. I hear you. Jeremy Jeremy got super fit, was Peloton and fucking like playing video games at the same time. Like I give him credit for that. However, Peloton is dope, bro. It was dope, but here's my problem. A year ago, their stock price was $129. Their stock price right now was $10 and some change. Okay. It's 12. My bad. Like during closing trade, like I, I looked up the stat before we started recording. Like late trading was at like 1060 something. Okay. So when we see that as a thing, even though we're still creating, let's call it high quality products or content, why have we decided to just like either ignore that stuff or throw it away? It's a it's an understanding. I mean, like they, they created a, a market where you have uh, like reoccurring income and a, and a majority of your profit is based on people staying with you. And I think right now they're in a place where you have to figure out how, how to life cycle your stuff and get people that have your shit to get your new shit. I'm not even talking about just like specifically from like, I guess like the business model yeah. of like buying a, like an yeah. item. But if, let's just say Usher's been Usher his whole fucking life since he stepped in the scene, right? Like mm -hmm. from my way to 8701, the confessions to uh, Raymond versus Raymond, all of the albums that have sort of come out at Usher's usually had a banger or two on his album. Name one of us in here that remember the album that he made with Beethoven when he turned 40. Or Zaytoven, excuse me. We don't remember that shit. We weren't checking for him at the time. You, Even though we know Usher produces quality music. Well, that album was all right, though. You're the first person I ever heard say that. I liked it. I appreciate that. There's a couple songs I liked on that thing. But that's my point. But the masses, they had left Usher alone at this point. This is him coming off of, oh my God. Like, that was a huge, huge hit. And even though we come off of Confessions, we think Confessions is the truth, his biggest hit is, oh my God. That rang out to all of the people. It crossed all of the genres. So if we have artists who are still producing high quality stuff, mm -hmm. why do we just kind of universally say, you know what, we're over you? Like the kids will say like, yo, we heard Jay-Z is cool, but we ain't really gonna check out his albums. We don't really care. Even though universally they say Jay produces high quality stuff. And even the album that we kind of like shit on, Kingdom Come, it's not bad. Bro, but that's because times have changed. That part. Nobody's really checking for the lyrics. We like lyrics in this room. We like Nas, we like Hove, we like Fab, we like Banks. We like, like all Banks. these people. We like all these people, right? Top five, yeah, I do like Banks, not gonna lie. We like Jada, you know what I'm saying? We like Styles, it's a lot of people that we like, right? But these aren't the same people that the youth are already listening to. They're listening to more of that drill sound, more of that Southern sound. And with that, it's not a lot of strong lyrics, right? So the people that we listen to, they ain't gonna really sell like that. 21, 21, 21. I love 21. Yeah, we didn't really say shit either. It, cool, but 21 Savage is fire. I'm not saying we won't listen to it because right. we're older, we'll give, we'll give them a chance, right? So it's like, all right, cool. We'll listen to 21. 21's fire, right? But it's like, would the youth really give what we grew up on a chance? Hell no. Did nope. you listen to stuff that your parents told you to? Like growing up? Like, cause there was a, a period I where did. we were probably in the reverse where all of our parents well, hated the music that we were like. But but, to. but that's why a lot of us still feel like, oh shit, I like the Osleys or oh I, I you know, Frankie Beverly and Mays, you know what I mean? Like if you're 
it's not even that they said that hey listen to this it's if you were in the household and they put it on you heard it hey what's this or maybe later in life you're like oh damn this is what mom or pops or grandma or granddad or, or auntie or uncle used to listen to back in the day i don't feel like they really do that they don't appreciate the music the same way we do so if they don't even appreciate the music how are they supposed to do anything else i got a question for you and i'll keep it in the music range is music still timeless no i don't think so i mean again jay not my words the year is 94 and my trunk is raw in the rearview mirror is a motherfucking law i got two choices y'all but, but here's my thing. These TikTok rappers say are talking about the shit they be doing. And Jay talk about the shit he does. And it's just a different thing. People listen to Usher albums, but people watch Chris Brown dance. So when we talk about content and what content is, I say to who? Bro? Hold on. As we- Give me a second. I'm going to let you rock. My thing also is, if we're solely talking about music, when music really changed, is when, and that brings a a point to what Jeremy's talking about. Unfortunately, Jay-Z was talking about selling drugs, right? Jay-Z sold drugs to his mother. He shot his brother, right? He had a very harsh living situation, right? In which he sold drugs. But he did that to survive, which is how he portrayed it, right? These days, and it rolled into. Don't start that shit. No, no, no. It rolled I know into. Where this is going. It, My bad, bro. It also rolled, but bro, it that's it's true though. It rolled into more so using drugs. So that's where we're going. Like y'all are users. No, but I'm just saying, if we're looking at the generation, right? And that's what we're talking about. Bro, we grew up in the crack era, my, my G. That's like, what I'm saying. Not that we were using crack, but like people been using drugs all of our yeah, lives. Yeah, bro. But LSD, crack, weed. Fine. Well, you was fine. Let's things. just get it Ecstasy, over. Ecstasy, Molly. Cool. The like, rap, the, fine. The rappers. The, name one rapper that you knew when you was coming up that was talking about using drugs other than weed. I'll sit here and wait, and we'll be here all fucking night. Joe Budden. Bro, but he he was talking about dealing with what he was going through. Him popping pills, like he talked about his like. Bro, he talked about popping pills because he has an addiction ab- problem. Yes, that's the only reason. A lot reason. of people have an addiction problem, but that don't like they Bro, still talk about it. It's not even about that. It's, it's about having an addictive personality. If you're addicted, it could be people, it could be sex, it could be a whole bunch of things. Yes, cool. Joe Budden is my favorite rapper of all time. My favorite, not the best. My favorite. Anybody knows me knows this. You know this. But what I'm saying is. He's saying I have a problem. He's he came out and said that I, I have a problem. In everybody else's music that's more current, they're praising what they're doing. He wasn't praising what he was doing. He's yeah, not saying when he was popping mollies and perks, like he was definitely praising that. Like, yo, life is good right now. Bro, saying life is good right now is different than saying, oh yeah, Papa Molly, I'm sweating. That's different, bro. Or Molly Perkins said, that's fucking different, bro. We're not about to do that. That's crazy. That's totally bro. Anyway. Let's let's flip it back though. Chris Brown, you listen to the, the whole uh, Chris Brown? Album? I'm gonna stand. Yeah. Okay, cool. Chris Brown album was fire to me. It's been a lot of Chris Brown albums that have been fire. I don't know why. 
people aren't really listening to the album. Why do you feel like that's happening? Yo, he's been in music for what? Roughly 17, 18 years at this point. At a certain point, you become stale as a person. Even if you make high quality shit. Prince has always been fucking Prince. But at a certain point, Prince stopped pushing albums that were selling and there were But do you also this. think that's the death of R&B? No. Michael Jackson was the biggest thing ever. That's cool. At a certain point, who else, is, who else in R&B is putting out better content than him? Than Chris Brown? Yes. A bunch of people. Let's name them. Uh, Lucky Day. His album was dope. Dope. Alex, was it better than fucking Chris Brown? Yes. Okay, cool. Alex Isley. I, I will stand on that fucking hill. Okay. That is, she is my favorite R&B artist right now. Okay. Making okay. all the music that I want. It's a bunch of people like... Chris Brown has a specific like genre and sound that he sort of does. Was right? his album subpar though? I don't think it was subpar. It was good, right? Yeah. So why you think he? So you feel like he's been in music so long that people no longer want to support him because of the duration of time he's been doing this? You know, the duration that he's been doing uh, this, this music. Like, how long is how long has Chris Brown been in? Twenty. Like I said, it's legitimately like seventeen years. Okay. We've grown up with him. At a certain point, like, you reach a cap if you don't change. The reason that we give, like, everybody's giving Drake, like, mad shit right now because he made a house music album. You have to evolve because if you don't and you stay the same, people don't really rock with it because it's always the same thing. Yo, Chris Brown talks about two things. He wants to be a thug, like, for God knows I don't know why that shit is. He wants to, like, smash some type of woman or he's talking about, like, you know, these hoes ain't loyal. That's kind of like Chris Brown's whole fucking career. But he talks about love too, bro. He does. But it's usually like, I hate you bro, because matter. X is the most amazing shit ever. Bro, cool. What are you expecting from an R&B artist? What, do, what are you expecting? I think it's different from everybody. But like, I think honestly, you just want music that makes you feel something. Bro, that's what you make, all that's the topics you just named, right? With the exception of being a thug. It's all R&B shit. All. True. But here's how many times do I want to hear like, yo, I'm smashing this chick tonight. Bro, it's the same shit that rappers do, though. That's kind of why they fall off, too. All right, that's true. If you uh, say that, then I cool. I think a good example of that, no, he's still in my top five, but Wayne. Wayne says, like, now Wayne is at that point in his career where he's just like, all I do is drugs and fuck bitches all day. Yeah, facts. But yeah, don't have like, like facts. Like, he don't really rap about nothing. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, he's, he's living that life now. You feel me? Like, he ain't got shit to talk about because that's right. what he does. <laughs> the same reason that Eminem, like, even though we think that Eminem from the technicalities of rap can rap, Still he isn't living in the world. So, like, he just raps words together, like, yo, this is hot. Like, eh, okay, but, like, you ain't saying nothing. You gotta have, like, worldly things and live life. I mean, don't you say another J Verd, like, verse from, like, Dakota? Not another verse, bro. All I'm saying, all I'm saying. Does he got the book over there with he him? He really all does. I should have never gave him that. Straight up plagiarism. How, how am I supposed to be when when they got me fighting ghosts? You know what I'm saying? That's foolish. The, well, same, the same sword they knight you with. They're going to good knight you with. I hear you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I hear you. They build you up and tear you down. It's a Coldplay verse. I get it. But that was him stepping outside the zone. You making my point for me. Jay rocked on a Coldplay song. Cool. Let, you know what I'm saying? Effort. We about, we, we going to sum all this up. We talked about Chris Brown. We talked about support. We talked about Facebook. We talked about all that. If Jay drops an album right now, right now. Nas will, drop, Nas will drop an album tomorrow and it will be better. I don't know about that, but okay. It will not be then better from a, from a number standpoint. 
If Jay dropped the album tomorrow, it would go double plat. I bet you would. If if Nas dropped the album tomorrow, it would go double wood. Double wood, bro. But, but not, bro. But Nas has just no, dropped three it? albums, no. all almost fire. No. Oh, bro. The first one wasn't. Bro, you. you're you're bugging. I'm, I'm, bro, you're I'm bro. Nah, wasn't great. Bro, then jump off the hill then. Nah, Fuck that, cool. bro. It that was, shit was fire, bro. It was fire. But it, how many? But that's still to my point. How many people were listening to that? Bro, a lot of people listened to it. He got his first Grammy. Come on, man. Let's not do that. We're not gonna do that about Nas. Hell no. So you mean to tell me that like the album he finally gets a Grammy for would be the one that we talking about? Bro, this shit like, was that's fire. Not, that's not even in his top bro. five discography, dog. Like, don't do that. Bro, that shit was fire. Is it in his top five discography? Yes. What the hell are we talking about here? This is some blasphemy. So, bro, wow. what the hell is going on? Nah. Anyway, we're going to listen. Yo, listen. your memory is gone. Bro. Because you basically discounting everything through Stillmatic. Bro. Yeah. As soon as I said that, All everything right, okay, through Stillmatic. Okay, okay. So, you really think so that what, that so what we said? Uh, Illmatic, Stillmatic, I Am, Nostradamus. It was written. All of like not Nostradamus. All of them shits was better I, than that. Yeah, Nostradamus. Life was good. All of that shit is better than that. I wouldn't say life is good was better than that. You done lost your fucking mind. I wouldn't say, bro. No, 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 no. All of those maybe. Either way though, bro. His his best work is something that we're not even necessarily like. That's my point. The masses are no longer checking for Nas in a way that I think is relevant. Jay-Z drops today. Jay-Z will not fucking go like platinum unless Beyonce jumps on that shit. And that's the be- Jay-Z and Beyonce album didn't sell that great. And what fucking I'm fucking hidden truth. And that's what I'm saying, because as a generation, they're not checking for that. It's a little different with RB, I feel like, because it's like RB is standard. Only person who seems to be above all of this shit is Kanye West. Everybody else, they don't seem to be able to fucking miss this. But but bro. He's the only person that's relevant all of the time. But I don't know how he does it. Controversy. It's easy. It's provocative. There provocative. Provo- okay, cool. Provocative and controversy sales. That's it. Point blank period. Controversy sales. He's always in a tabloid doing some shit. But with rap and R&B, it's a little different, right? You said Hov probably wouldn't sell as much. R&B is the same way. There's not really a new wave of R&B sound. Maybe artists, but the R&B sound never really changes. Now the rap sound has changed. You got the backpacks. You got the, the people that you consider lyricists. You got the people that you just consider rappers. You got the down south music. You got East Coast, you got Midwest, you got West Coast. All that shit sounds totally different, right? When you listen to R&B, right, no matter where that person is from. Now, they may not sound alike vocally, but it's still all like R&B. Nobody's like, oh yeah. So you need for R&B to hot, you be, be hot right now. You're basically telling me it needs a subgenre. Exactly. Has subgenres. One of the problems with people in fucking like R&B is people don't sing no more. We don't like ballads as a fucking like thing right now. Name the last time that an artist that you like sings a fucking ballad. Uh, probably Adele. Honestly. She's she's on some different shit. Yeah. She's a white woman from from England. She could do that shit. But, but you get what I'm saying though, right? Like it's probably Adele has been the last time a real ballad has really. But like, like Summer Walker be moving. Like, Summer sings her ass off. We might not like her for her cleanliness, but she fucking sings her ass You're off. You're going to listen to me. So, from what I noticed, 
women listen to Summer Walker because they see Summer Walker in them. So you're saying that women are dirty? Bro, Summer Walker says a lot of shit. I'm not hold talking on, about on. her what being you, dirty. I'm saying say? Summer Walker what, says a what, lot of things that, that women feel. I said Summer Walker's dirty. Like, she definitely says, like, ridiculous, like, non-cleanliness shit all over the internet. But I'm not I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is sometimes in her songs, a lot of women feel like, oh, yeah, I can relate to her. We can relate to anybody, though. Can you relate to the new genre of rap? At certain points, yeah, I'm sure I could. How? If you listen to drill, do you do you drill? I don't have to drill the same way I didn't have to beat my feet when fucking niggas was doing that shit with fucking go-go. Like, I understand it still. It just ain't my lane. You liked that Justin Timberlake shit, didn't you? That shit was horrible. I know why. That shit was <laughs> that horrible, shit was bro. Trash, right? Like, we knew at the time that was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I don't have to necessarily be right in it or, like, understand completely, like, the sound and where things specifically came from for me to be like, all right, yeah, this shit is cool. I get it. Yeah. I just feel like really with, with the whole, just the whole boiling pot of everything, right? I feel like whether it's Facebook, whether it's music, whatever it is, I feel like your core fans and followers, they'll support you to the bitter end. But some, they'll just, they'll fall off and they'll support the next wave of whatever's coming on. And maybe that's what's happening with Chris Brown. It's like, all right, well, Chris, we've always supported you. You know, the thing with, even with Rihanna, you know, he was able to bounce back with, from that. He's been locked up a couple of times and people still listen to him. People still supported him, you know? And I feel like now, even though he's making good music, maybe people are checking for the next thing or the next artist. Like you said, I rock with Lucky Day. Lucky Day's fire. You know what I mean? And I'm Lucky not saying- Lucky Day's also our age though. Fuck, he's older than Chris Brown. Who is? Lucky Day. Didn't know that. Didn't I didn't know his age. He had been trying to get on for a long time. Yeah, Chris Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. He got on as like a 16, 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Run it. And by then, we was like 23 or something. Yeah, that's, he was young, bro. I don't know Nah, I'm not doing it again. You got one take. One hey, take, bro. Tell, yo, tell Rail to sing that whole shit, though. I, yo, like one day, I'll do a karaoke jam. Just ain't going to be on this. Um... I'll just end this by saying this. I think that I don't necessarily understand some of the times when I think that people are still operating at a high level and we sort of decide that we're no longer going to really support them. You can support whoever you want. I don't personally love Facebook because, of course, like, I think that's for old people and I don't really want to, like, post stuff that, that my mom can see and, like, comment on. Right. That's why I'm not personally on that very much. But, like, it's nice to see people with their families and kids. So it's like, yo, if you know you got to say a birthday shout-out to somebody you don't really talk to, you write them a Facebook note. Everybody does it. It's great for that. But, like, right now, TikTok is the wave. Like, I want to learn something? Type it into TikTok. I find out something interesting about it. But, bro, that's all evolution. So it's evolution what we're, like, chasing after. And because people aren't evolving, they're getting left behind? Yes. Everything evolves. Whatever car you have now, there'll be a better one. Whatever car I have now, there'll be a better one. They're, they're, with new technology, with everything, even the artists, like we're saying, there'll be somebody else to take that place. I don't think the music is evolving, though. I actually think it's devolving. And I say that for like very specific reasons. Okay, let's hear it. How many like drum combinations or different like sounds can you link together that actually made sense? 
Like, it's a finite number when you start running into that. Well, One of the reasons why everything now is synthetic is because, like, A, somebody already did that shit. B, it'll cost me so much money to, like, have something inspired by this well, that I have to pay for it and I can't afford it. But so that, now I got to synthesize everything. As somebody that has dealt with music for a while, sampling is very expensive, right? And that's basically what they're doing. They're starting to resample drum patterns. They're sampling even vocals. It's only one person doing that. And Hitmaker needs to get the entire fuck out of here. Hitmaker's the fire, bro. I thought he just got a lifetime uh, achievement award at the BET. Bro, he's making some fire music. Oh, being corny? Oh, that was Puffy. I'm sorry. Yeah, Puff did. Yeah. But but one of the biggest samplers of all, of all time is Puffy. Agree. But all Hitmaker literally did was like, oh, you made this song in the 90s. I'm going to grab that same beat, add some trap drums to it. We re-released that bitch. Yo, hold up. That Tony Braxton Burner Boy joint, though? Fire. <laughs> that shit is fire, bro. I <laughs> haven't heard it. You ain't heard it? Oh, bro, yeah. that Burner joint, fire. Fire. Dark fire. child, dark child. Yeah, I haven't heard But it. what I'm saying is, that's how it goes, bro. They're sampling something from everything. I mean, even if you look at the the way uh, the dancing. So, like, even, you know, back in the day, the groups that we had, like, New Edition and stuff like that. Then you look at, like, NSYNC and stuff. All they did was take the same steps that are black. And I'm not making this a race thing, but, you know. Yeah, just a little bit. You could have wanted to anybody else. Cool. I don't, care. I don't care. You know what I mean? But, but you get what I'm saying. Like, that's all they did. So, it depends. I think it's just evolution. And because I just got, like, a look from Jeremy because he wants to have another bar from Jay-Z, I'm going to wrap this up. Cool. Um, <laughs> love combo. everybody. Yeah. Appreciate everybody for, for tuning in with us this time. Um, share it. Like it. Subscribe to it. Do all of those cool things. Ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. My name is Darrell of the Real World. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Peace. 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 Peace.